I'm Jesse Lubinsky, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 77 of Podcast PD, AJ and I reflect on the 2019-2020 school year. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. It is time for Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter. I also host the House of EdTech podcast, and I am joined this fine Sunday with my podcast compadre, AJ Bianco. AJ, what's up, man? You. What's going on out there, Podcast PD? How's everybody doing tonight? Thank you for joining us for this amazing episode that we have planned for you. Christopher, it is great to speak with you. I love our Sunday conversations to uh, be upset next week when we are not together yeah so we'll just get that out of the way now we will be off next week because it's father's day and last time i checked i've got two kids i win i have three <laughs> well i have two because i don't want three i used to say the same thing the third one has been a blessing she's delightful now uh, maybe under normal circumstances with regular people i'd be like ah you're full of it but i believe you no you know for sure i love my no, for sure yeah, I love my kids. All of them. All of them? All, all of them. All, yes, all of them. All of them. But that, that little that little miss, she's uh, she's got me. That little Rack. miss, yeah. So we're, we are live tonight on YouTube. And uh, you also might be checking us out on Periscope through at Podcast PD on Twitter. If you want to be a part of the program tonight, come over to podcastpd.com slash live. And if you want to join the show, we take your calls. We answer your questions. You can jump in and share what's going on uh, in your life based on our topic, which we will let you know what is going on. Uh, but you can do that by going to podcastpd.com slash join, and uh, that'll get you in the green room, and we'll be more than happy to make you a part of the podcast. If you're not subscribed to the show, make sure you go to podcastpd.com slash go on your podcast listening device. And... Uh, I guess before we get into tonight, to tonight's topic, and tonight's topic is going to be reflecting on the 2019-2020 school year, and boy, has this been a fun school year, hasn't it, AJ? I don't know if fun's the right word, but it's been a school year. It's It's been a year. It's been a year. Yeah. It's definitely, you know what, though? This is a year that, that we can still look toward as a lot of growth and uh, a lot of, I guess, risk-taking and a lot of positive thoughts going forward. That's what I think it is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but first, we wanted to let you all know what's going on for the summer, the summer of Podcast PD. So uh, we, we are going to be, again, we're going to be off next week. So there'll be no show on Father's Day. So we will not be here on June 21st. We'll be back live at 8.30 p.m. on Sunday, June 28th. And we are going to put our... I guess our summer PD episode together where we will talk about what it's like to learn and how you can learn in this very summer of 2020. And 
I guess even based on what we reflect about tonight, there are certainly a lot of things that you can do this summer. So we'll bring you that content on uh, June 28th. And then beginning on June 28th, we are going to go to an every other week schedule for the summer. So we will go fortnightly if we want to get fancy. Want to get fancy, AJ? I, I, I think you just wanted to say that. I don't want to be fancy, no. All right. So we're going to go every two weeks. Thank you. So July 12th. Uh, we are going to put together a podcast for you called Questions Schools Should Consider for 2020-2021. That'll be exciting. July 26th, we're going to come at you with Changing and Adapting to the New Normal in Education. In August, because August is coming, oh my God, uh, August 9th, we'll be live and we're going to look ahead to the 2020-2021 school year. And then on August 23rd, we will do our annual Back to School special for the 2020 2021 school year so these are the dates if you want to share your thoughts in advance based on these topics alone you can do that by going to podcastpd.com slash feedback and you can share your thoughts on any of these upcoming topics if you can't be here live send us an email send us a speak pipe voice message and we will make your voice a part of the podcast because that's what we do here i love doing this on sunday nights what about you man no, this is great. This has been fun. I know when we first talked about it going every week and going live, we thought that was a that was a definitely definitely a switch for us. But it's been wonderful. It's been a lot of fun. Um, just looking at the schedule, like I didn't realize it looks like a lot of time off between June twenty eighth and July twelfth. It's a lot of time off. And I got like the fourth of July in there and whatnot. But like, it feels like it's a long time. But it's okay. So either way, it is we're good. What it is. It's good. We're gonna All we're right. gonna have a we're gonna have a nice one. Yeah, it'll be a fun summer. And, and again, this is actually something new this year where normally we take the summer off and we do, you know, the podcast PD Voxer group and and, and things like that, um, which, again, what we're still talking about, we may announce some things like that in the June 28th episode where we talk about summer professional development. Mm-hmm. Um, but AJ, something else that I wanted to talk about, and we, we can kind of share it out right here, is the idea that we used to have a podcast PD Facebook group, and we had archived it earlier this academic year because let's be honest you me stacy we sucked at managing a facebook group wow. we didn't do a good job at there. all what i said yeah you really put it out there honesty no look i mean we we, we can we'll, we'll put on us right so you know i think this year is definitely a different situation where we definitely want to have the summer pd the ideas that are shared on the screen there and the ones that Chris had just mentioned, because this is going to be a crazy start to the year. So no matter where we are, nobody knows what's going to happen. There's no guidance, but we got to figure our year is going to be different than what it is in the past. Correct. So as we move forward and we talk about professional development, if we're going to really push forward, is a Facebook group, something that interests you, the listener. I know not everybody's on Facebook. I know, you know, Twitter and Instagram has kind of been, used as the best way to communicate and to connect. But now if we're going to go and really share PD, that Facebook group might be something clutch that we can all have conversations. I know Facebook is has a lot of negatives. I know it's been in the news lately, but that connection piece of having those conversations is always good. So I brought this to Chris's attention and said, hey, do we want to bring this back? And yes, we were no good. But I think if we really promote this and use this as the the point of conversation, then I think we can be good. And if we all work together and share ideas, I think we'll be very good. You know, I think that's the problem with a lot of groups. When it's silence, you can't have one person leading a conversation and, and expecting a lot of people to respond. So 
put it out there in the universe. Do you want a Facebook group? Is that beneficial to you? Is that going to be something that you're interested in? Let us know. If you're here watching live, throw that in the chat. Uh, if you'd like to see a podcast PD Facebook group, if you're on Periscope, you know, again, send that message. Uh, or if you're hearing this on the podcast side after the fact, send us an email, feedback at podcastpd.com and let us know your thoughts because we do want to continue to grow this community. We've got a nice little group of people that come and watch us live on Sunday nights. Maybe you're a part of that. Maybe you're not a part of that yet. But again, we're Italian. Where, where, where's the, where's the, uh, Hey, I'm Italian over here. We're Italian. We want to build family. We want to build community. Um, what, what you don't get on the podcast side when you're listening to us is the fact that both AJ and I are kind of, you know, all over with the hands and things like that. Those of you who watch us live, you, you kind of see everything that goes on. Um, so let us know your thoughts on a podcast PD Facebook group. If you're not a part of the Voxer group, we do have that currently. Uh, you can actually get to that by going to podcastpd.com slash Voxer, V-O-X-E-R, and that'll get you right into the Voxer group. Can we speak to that real quick? Because I don't know how hot I don't know how hot Voxer is these days. Like Voxer was cool, what, two, three, five years ago? So I know you I know be cool. I'm paying for it. I know, but you're using it with your students. That's a different situation. You're that, using true, it with yeah. your college kids. But for those of you out there in the world of social media that don't know Voxer, it's basically a walkie-talkie app, and it keeps the conversation going. I don't know, what does it have, like a month that you can have the conversation up there before it disappears without paying for it? Is that the free version? Yeah, or I think it, it's like, that? you know, 20, 30 days, something like that, yeah. Right, so you can have a conversation out there, and you can leave a message by voice to other people. And if you're afraid of using your voice, that's just too bad. You can type if you want to. But uh, Voxer is that built-in walkie-talkie feature that uh, you can build a community on as well. And we do have that group. Some of them, hopefully they're listening. Podcast PD Voxer group. So there he is. Look at this. Robert's here. He's from the Voxer group. Loves the Voxer. We just need to, again, there, there's so many ways that we can build community and, and connect. Again, whether you're doing a podcast or not, we're trying to do it as content creators, as podcasters to connect with our listeners and people who, you know, like what we have to say. And we want to hear from those people and, and connect with the audience. But you can certainly use Voxer to connect with teachers that you just want to connect with. And, and that's a lot of how it was used in the, you know, the, the world of education in the last couple of years. So many Voxer groups, book studies that happen on Voxer. Um, I think there's an EdCamp, EdCamp Voxer, EdCamp Voice or something like that. There was, yeah, there where was. The whole thing happens on Voxer. And there's all these different channels and rooms that people have these conversations in. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's a cool tool. But again, it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to sit around and, and having those conversations. You know, not everybody wants PD every five seconds. You know, it's just kind of a learning experience. That that give is true. Give it a try. <laughs> give it a try. Using Voxer isn't difficult. Just give it a try. Sometimes it is annoying. Just want to put it out that, there. That I'll doesn't mean it's difficult. It can be annoying. That I, I get that with the college kids all the time. They're like, Mr. Nessie, this what what is up with the chirping and the beeping and the and I'm like, hey, you're you're go into the settings and figure out how to turn it off. I did. Yeah. Your you, college kids should be able to understand how to fix things. Uh, the college kids don't understand. I actually, let me, I have, so I have them do a passion project in, in the leadership class that I teach. So I'm teaching that class for six weeks and they've, they're doing a six week passion project. And on Friday, I put a message in Voxer that said, what I'd like you to do, this is not an official assignment, but I'd love you to try to do this. Go live on Twitter. And I linked them to an article on how to go live on Twitter through the app on their phone. And I said, 
go live on Twitter, two to three minutes, talk about your passion project, use the hashtag and just pitch it, like put, put your elevator pitch out into the world. Okay. And then I finished off my Vox by saying, and if you don't understand what I just said, do not ask me questions. Listen to it again. Figure it out. Don't ask me any questions about it. Hashtag productive struggle. And I had a bunch of, out of my 32 kids this summer session, I had eight of them go and post and they, you know their little periscopes are out there now. And then I'll ask them why they all didn't do it on when I see them on Tuesday. Yeah. Lace into them. No, no mercy. Cobra Kai. No mercy. <laughs> Speaking of uh, no mercy, coming in from somewhere in North Jersey. Good evening, little Al. Little Al. <laughs> no, Gail's just, in the house. That's Gail. right. I'm go- no, I'm going back. To, I'm waiting for a season three of Cobra Kai, which apparently has been indefinitely postponed. So mm. understandable. Yeah. Now you got me. I'm all in a tizzy now because I'm just thinking about Cobra Kai. I'm not thinking about, you know, education or podcasting or anything. I'm just, yeah. Nope, well, it's that's amazing. That's my day goes every day. I'm always thinking about something else besides education. <laughs> wow. Well, here we are, fellas. It's the end of the year. How'd that happen? It is the end of the year. Hey, first of all, um, where'd your setup go? Yeah. Where's that mic? What happened? All right. She's getting lazy. That's Sorry. All. There we go. Ah, there, there we go. He's hanging back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm try- I, I got to be cool now, you know. Like when I first started, it was you know, uh, it was different. Now it's like you know, oh yeah. Sorry, I got the. It's actually I kind of put it like right there, so it's like you can't quite see it, but you know, I'll be cool. So it's like a boomstick. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Somebody's holding over you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, no, it's funny, you know. I just uh, we're we're next. We're starting this week. We're doing orientation for our um our incoming kids, and we're going to use Streamyard. So I'm actually going to purchase the updated version. And we're gonna we have gone full blown Streamyard with a lot of stuff uh, this year. So it's been this has been my biggest learning experience is uh, you wow. know actually acting like a podcaster. So it's uh yeah it's kind of so, nice. So in the ten months of this school year between September and now, mm-hmm. you did most of your learning in the last six weeks yeah yeah you know but it's funny because i i did not know like i told you guys i didn't know you guys existed and then all of a sudden i i heard about it and got into it and i'm like you know what let's let's make it legit you know because i i think i heard myself on the playbacks i'm like wow i sound pretty terrible so at least let me you know sound good even though if i don't have anything you know excuse me intelligent to say at least i'll you know i'll say um you know uh, at least it'll sound good and uh started with the setup and then you know and then we started with um we were talking about doing our open house and you know, my director of missions, you know, we're like, do we do zoom? Do I'm like, you know what? Why don't we try Streamyard? You know? And then we got a lot of good feedback. We had a lot of, like we spent more time answering questions from parents on the YouTube chat than we did. Um, I think that we did talking. So it really, you know, really went well. So now this has become our, our new thing now to deliver content is, uh, you know, Streamyard and archive it and uh, away we go. So. Yeah, it's been been very, you know, you guys get the credit. I didn't know StreamYard existed. That's all, Chris. I take no credit for anything. <laughs> I love the no timely credit. cheer of one of Al's children in the background. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. That I, I, can't, I, I got my finger on the mute button if I start hearing swearing. So um, oh, luckily, on, luckily on YouTube, there's a delay. So maybe it'll, you know, it'll get filtered. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just been this has been fabulous. This, you know, getting and trying this and, and, and putting out a whole new way, you know, for. Uh, and really what's going to be is for f- we're going to do a lot of stuff over the summer with the incoming kids and whatnot, stuff that we don't have to, uh, you know, what we would normally do in person. Nice. So, um, yeah. 
<laughs> no, you still have some. <laughs> no, AJ, um, yes, you better. So, so Al learned about Streamyard. What is twenty? What has the school year been for you? Because you came into this school year in a new position, in a new district, in a new capacity. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this year has been. This year has been has been. It's been a year. Like I. I I really can't put into words right now. I mean, I know I was thinking about this, but this year has definitely been something different. You know, being out of the classroom, being in that leadership role has been fun in some ways, but it's it's been quite challenging, especially with these last three months of remote learning. Um, I feel like there was a lot that I had to learn in the beginning. You know, when you go, when you think about it, right, we all think like leadership and I've been talking about leadership for years in this podcast and trying to get to the point of where I want it to be. And, you know, I finally get this role and I'll, I'll be honest, it wasn't what I expected at first and it wasn't on the district or anything like that. It was just on me and the expectations of what I thought leadership was going to look like. But, you know, there was a lot of lessons I had to learn. There was a lot of things that I had to learn the hard way. There was a lot of conversations that I had to have that I've never had before. And there was a lot of feedback that I got that was both positive and negative. And, to be honest, during that feedback, I asked the person who was giving me the feedback to be brutally honest. So having conversations with my direct supervisor and my superintendent, you know, I'd said, please, you know, don't beat around the bush. Tell me what it is that you want me to do and how I can be better because that's, that's what we always focus on is the improvement. So, you know, I definitely did some good and I definitely made some mistakes and I'm looking forward to year two. And I, I know how to improve, and I really can't wait to improve, if that makes any sense. It, it does make sense. Now, as you think about this school year, what do you think was your greatest success? Um, all right. Well, I mean, when you think about the success, I, I think I built some some pretty solid relationships with some of the teachers. Um, I miss the kids. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to really make much connection with the kids as I'd like to. That's just based on the role, but there were times when I was in the elementary school and subbing for the principal and the kids got to know me. So that was fun hanging out with some of the kids during like lunchtime and phys ed and, and bouncing around during recess. So I got to build some relationships, but I didn't build enough. Um, I think the biggest success probably over the last three months is really getting this thing of um, remote learning off the ground and helping teachers feel confident with what they were doing, whether it was live instruction or if it was digital tools uh, that was definitely something I can pat myself on the back that a lot of teachers who didn't know these tools got a lot of tutorials from me and a lot of one-on-one so they can really take on these challenges. What about you? Al, what? Oh, me? Okay. I want to hear from um, you. Yeah, you, you. I'm asking you, Christopher. <laughs> don't be the host. I'm asking you. I, I think, I mean, going into this school year, there was some big differences for me. Again, high school social studies. Uh, I spent the last couple of school years working with basically the same in-class support teacher, my friend Brian. And we, for the first time since we had been working together last summer, we got together in August and, you know, brought a couple of root beers over to his place. And we sat and we were like, we're going to plan out the first, you know, three months of the school year, September, October, November. Let's really, you know, get a plan in place and what we want to do with our projects, you know, being that I'm a fan of projects and not so much tests and quizzes in a traditional sense. So we got together, we planned it all out, and we just had these grand ideas of what the year was going to be. And then we found out we weren't teaching together at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I had a, a plan, but I didn't have 
the what I would consider to be like my partner to, mm-hmm. to help me execute that plan uh, the way that we could based on who we are and we work really well together. So I had two in-class support teachers who I've worked with both before and their approach is always, all right, Chris, you, you, you do what you want to do and we will support you. So on, on that front, I was then left to do all the planning on my own. And I, and I do, when I work with an in-class support teacher, I do want to involve them in the planning. So it's not just Chris's classroom. It's, it's our classroom. It's, it's, they're our kids, you know? So even though they say that, I don't do that. I still involve them. I email them my talk, but it's not the same as when my other in-class support teacher and I, like we would sit, eat lunch and we would like, we would look like we were differentiating. Like, you know, remember, uh, you ever watch the show house mm-hmm. MD? Mm-hmm. We would be, we'd be like that on the dry erase board, like mapping out mm-hmm. curriculum and you know, all, all these things. So the year started off not working with him. Um, then it, it's, it was also adjusting to a new administrator. So in my school, there are four vice principals, one per grade level, and each one takes on either one or a couple of academic areas to be the in-building supervisor. So we had a new supervisor in the social studies department in this VP, and that relationship has been fantastic. You know, from the moment I found out this who this woman was and when she was hired, you know, I reached out, introduced myself, and we've had a great rapport, and we see eye to eye on a lot of things in education. Whereas the previous one, not so much, but so, so that was a positive, um, you know, then it's just, I mean, my year is always, you know, with the population I work with, it's, I, I, we would classify it as transient. So kids come in, kids go out. Um, and you know, the, the joy of working with ninth grade students is again, a joy. Um, so it's, it's, I didn't really go through a lot of change this year because I still kind of do what I want to do. And my goal is always to try and create an engaging opportunity and an experience for my high school students. So I I do that to the best of my ability. And we just had this thing kind of screw up the whole year. And I feel bad that my kids didn't get to finish the year the way that I wanted them to in, in my class specifically, you know? Um, and, and again, just it, I didn't really face any challenges until March 13th. So, so what do you, what do you say was your biggest success for the year? Just based on, you know, you, you didn't have challenges, you know, you had a couple of curveballs at the beginning of the year, from what it sounds like, but what was your biggest success from, you know, September until March 13th? Engaging my students. You know, I, I, I take pride in the fact that if I look around my school, kids don't cut my class. And I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Kids, want to come to my class, whether or not they want to learn history or not, they like to come to the class because of, you know, the, the climate and the culture I build within my classroom. You know, I, I think that's very important. And I try to set a tone and build upon my ideas and incorporate them as early as possible right away in September. So each class is its own community. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, if I was going to have to pick a success and you didn't ask this, but I'll throw it out there anyway. But I'd say my success since we were out on distance learning is the fact that I'm able, I was able to, you know, flip the switch. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously no technology, duh, Chris Nessie. So to create content and distribute it electronically, I didn't get the engagement I was looking for, but the opportunity was there for any of my students to act on. They, no kid can look in, and say, 
Well, Mr. Nessie didn't know what he was doing, and I, I couldn't learn because he didn't know what he was doing. So, I think that's the best thing. I think the engagement for everybody was lacking. So the fact that you can you can bring it to the kids and you can get them interested in the content with the different tools that you are comfortable with and that you have you know been trying out since day one. Like now, this is like this is like taking your bag of tricks and just emptying it out on the table and said, "Pick one, just whatever." Here we go. Like it's basically what you do in your classroom, but now it's just a different environment for them. Well, and this worked out too. And, and and like Al said, and Al is still with us, but he's being he's being polite. He's muted, but he's here. <laughs> um, Streamyard proved to be very powerful because I, I could have attempted to manage Zoom or Google Meetings with my students, but knowing my students, and I think that's something we we talk about a lot. You know how you know know who your students are, and my students get YouTube, as I think so many kids and people in general. We understand how this platform works, right? So to have the ability to have it recorded, to have the engagement and the interaction, again, when I had to go remote, this platform, I think, was the lifeline for my classroom Mm -hmm. because it gave me both in the high school and at Rutgers the ability to have a place where I could still be me as a person and as a teacher. And, you know, more so with the Rutgers kids, they were able to say, to me, you know, both in survey and, and to my face virtually, you know, you engaged us. And so many of my other professors, it's just like, all right, here's the rest of the syllabus. Mm-hmm. Here's the assignments. Here's the due dates. Got Go. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's Zoom meetings that were like, hello, is my microphone on? What? Huh? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess that's where that's where I'm at and how I feel. Wrong. I, you know, I agree with Chris because I do the same thing now. What, for years, I was doing Google Meets, um, Google Hangouts at the time with my graduate students, and I got negative feedback. We didn't sign up for a, for an, uh, a synchronous course. Um, you know, we shouldn't have to meet even like twice a semester. We shouldn't have to come on eight o'clock on a Thursday night. This is not fair. Um, and you know, some of the uh, some of the higher ups were like, yeah, you know, they should be asynchronous and all that, blah, blah, blah. And now it was, you know, once we moved over, all of a sudden it's like crickets, you know, well, you know, the, the schools that I, I work at have been scrambling to do these, you know, mass trainings and all that. This is just another day, you know, like nothing's changed. Nothing changed from, you know, pre-pandemic to, you know, to pandemic. It was just you know, it just you roll with it. It's because I've been doing this for a while. This this isn't anything new to me, you know, um, and I think that's you people, your students see that, you know, the, the you know, if you're genuine and, and you know, ed tech isn't something that's, uh, you know, you have to think about it just rolls with what you do. It's cultural. Then then it's just, you know, it's seamless. And I think they appreciate that. You know, I did a Zoom um, with my graduate class. I'm doing one tomorrow night. I did one with the other class. A couple weeks ago, and I haven't done it in a, in a couple of years because, and they're like, "Oh, this is great!" Like, you know, I just we get to meet each other, and you know, uh, they just really they enjoy that, you know. So I think it's worth, you know, those couple of, you know, maybe twice in the term where I see them face to face, and now it's like, well, everybody uses Zoom and Google Meets and all that, and now it's it's just it's easy. But you know, for some reason, a couple of years ago, it was you know such a a mountain to climb, but. Um, I think now it's, it's something that almost everything, and I think I've said this before, everything that you, you know, everything that we do now in person, we can make the claim for, well, why can't we do this virtually? Or why can't we do some of this virtually? Or why can't, 
what we're doing in person have a virtual stream or simulcast at the same time. You know, um, we've been talking about that for, you know, any, anything where we have people in the building, even my ambulance course said the same thing. Like we've got like every member comes to a meeting and we generally have like four people. So they're like, well, we're going back to in-person meetings next year, but can we still do it on zoom too? You know, I'm like, sure. I'll bring my tripod and my camera and I'll, I'll put it there. And if that means more people get involved, then let's not just go back to the way it was. Let's, you know, continue on this and, you know, and, and, and use it because it's become ingrained in the past three months. So why not, you know, why stop now? I, I, I agree with that. Why stop now? Because this, again, this whole COVID distance learning since March, this forced the far majority of teachers who were not fans of education technology or had reservations or fears about ed tech to basically look danger in the face and, you know, face it head on and, and were forced to do things they weren't comfortable with. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest benefits of all of this is the fact that, you know, like hopefully in, in my district, which is, which was not a traditional one-to-one district with Chromebooks, but now I know every kid in the district has a Chromebook at home. So maybe that pushes districts like mine and others where they scramble to gather up all the tech and put it in the kids' hands to make sure every kid had access to let them continue to have access whenever learning becomes something we can do in school, but now the kids can have the technology access, you know, all the time. And, you know, maybe, I mean, I I don't know if this is going to be a future episode, but maybe we can revise and revamp what it means to have an attendance policy and, and what that means and what seat time is if a kid can choose to work from home or could a kid like, like, like in my school, I think they can have 18 absences in the school year. Well, and as an employee, we get so many sick days or personal days. We get these different types of days that we can not be physically in school. Could students have an allotment of days and types of days where they could say, all right, I, I don't want to come to school, but I'm still responsible for my work and it's not going to be charged to my seat time. So, I mean, maybe there is some innovation in terms of attendance that could happen in the future. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, before we get your thoughts on that, AJ, um, Robert asked in the chat, what is your new title and what is your new job? Yeah, so uh, I moved obviously from the classroom doing middle school social studies to supervisor of instruction and technology. So I am working with teachers and, and helping them kind of figuring out their best way to instruct and, and, and working with assessments and of course technology and doing all that kind of stuff. So my role is, is bigger. I'm also working between a middle school and elementary school. So um, that title plus sometimes assistant principal without the discipline, I guess, because I work closely with the, the principals there. So uh, that, that, that's what I'm doing. Cool. Year two coming up. Year two coming up. <laughs> Boom. Made it. Boom. Wait, we got we got one for that. I can't. What a waste. What a waste. Wah, wah. No, this it is bull. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to go with on that one. All right. Al, Al what were you going to say? Mm-hmm. No, I was just, it was just the, the, the suspense just kind of leading up. Yeah, we were all um, waiting for something good. I know. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, that one, Mr. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. Podcast I, over here. That's terrific. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I it's Wonderful. been, it, it has been a, it has been a year, you know, it really has been a, who would have thought we would have started like a year ago, you know, who would have thought we would be in this spot now, you know? And and nobody, we, we talk, nobody put their money on this spot on the board. 
<laughs> now, right. and, and you know, and you think about, you know, from a planning standpoint, and I'm watching, I'm reading a lot of, you know, on NJ.com, North Jersey, and people are talking about what's next year going to look like. And I've said, again, I've said it before. It's, you know, uh, my, my class is finished for us on Wednesday. It's June 14th. And it's like, okay, how many days till the kids come back? Mm -hmm. You know, we really need to think about, cause you know, one of my things that I do is master schedule. I can't build a master schedule. If we're talking about, excuse me, we have a, you know, a plan for virtual and then, but if they come back, we want them to go back into their, you know, their regular, their regular schedule. So we got to make those decisions, you know, and we got it. If we, if we don't think. If we don't think that we're coming back into this virtual environment next year, you just got rocks in your head. Yeah, in some way. It, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen, you know, whether it's whether we can start the year in person and make it till maybe Thanksgiving. But at some point, we're going to be back in this again. So we have to be prepared to be able to just, you know, flip the switch. You know, for us, it was out on Thursday. And then by Tuesday, it was online learning. You know, we had it was just wow. that was it. We knew it was coming, but it just I don't I think it kind of it just kind of crept up even further than we thought it would. Mm -hmm. So we got to get going with like we got two months, right? The 14th, two and a half months. Yeah. And we're back in already, you know? So we got to get our acts together. And, and, and as not, I understand not we in the, you know, uh, present company excluded, but you know, the rest of we as an edu as educators got to get ourselves together. Now, now you guys are on, on the administrative side more so than, than I am because you're administrators. It, it's always been my understanding that planning for the next school year typically begins January, February, that, that's when you start to look at things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been working on I've been working on the schedule since March, so uh, we can go back looking at Genesis as what we used for our schedule. We had a March sixth meeting where I was inputting inputting tons of teacher schedules and trying to get everything set up to do requests so we'd be ready. Um, obviously, I've still been doing the schedule over this last three months and really heavy right now. But I was on the phone with them the other day. We had a webinar. And he's like, so do you have a backup schedule? I'm like, what do you mean? What's what's wrong? He's like, well, <laughs> just in case you're going virtual, do you have a schedule you want us to input? I was like, no, no, we do not have a schedule because we are really putting a lot of our eggs in this one basket of going back to school when I think in reality, we know we're not going back to school full time. I, I think that's a pretty good reality. And I think if you look at what's going on all around us throughout the country, they're opening things up and then the numbers are going back up again. You know, listening to all these different news stories, whatever the case may be, right? But um, the, the the second round of schedule is going to be like huge. So, how do we put kids in a class? Can we put kids in a classroom? Do we have enough kids to fit that six feet radius of a of the distance, right? The social distancing. But I don't know what we're going to do. I don't have that plan. I don't know the virtual plan. I'm going to have to come up with something because I'm basically the the scheduler as well in my role. So I've been working with the school counselor to try to figure this out. So what do we do? You know, how are kids going to be told, here's your teacher. You're not going to see them on the first day, but have a good live instruction with Zoom. There you go. Yeah. And, and you know, we've been looking. One of the ideas that came up was right now we do our kids take seven classes and they take six on any given day. So they drop one. Mm -hmm. um, so potentially looking at a modified block, four periods per day, half the kids in the building, half the kids virtual. And then mm -hmm. within that, like within a period, you would have potentially half of a class getting, you know, in one room with the teacher and then half virtual, you know, in another place, but they're still in the building. And then, but my biggest thing is that that's fine. But if we, we can't go from eight to seven, 
Mm-hmm. You know, we can't just say we're just, you know, even if we have if if we make it a study hall, I said we have to put like the entire building in like this eighth period together. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to work if we go back to seven. And, I, you know, and I, every year I get the questions of, well, well, can't we just you build it blank or can't we just put no. We can't. We have to know what the kids are taking. We have to know what the teachers are teaching. You know, and in my school, we are so enrollment dependent and we're all sitting here biting our fingernails going, what's going to happen if, you know, if the economy doesn't do any better, all of a sudden people can't afford tuition. And now we're down. I build a schedule based on, let's say, right now, like 660 students. But what if we drop to 620? That's that's different. You know, there's there's a then we got, you know, classes with three or four people. And then, you know, why are we paying a teacher to teach four kids? You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I hear that, too, of, you know, and what's the backup plan? Well, that's not my job to make the backup plan. I give you one, but you're not going to like what I come up with. So, <laughs> you know, but it's like uh, and then once the teachers find out, hey, by the way, you know, we, we might go from what do we do now? The maximum we go is like 50 minutes, 50 potentially to an 80 or an 85 minute instructional block, you know. By the way, there's your summer PD for the teachers. It's like now you're going to have to learn how to teach in this because I think we're going to ha- work at some point. We're going to be there, you know, and to think you're not is just asinine. You have to think we're going to be in this type of situation. And I also don't think even we do go back. I don't think we're going back. There's some I have upwards of 35 kids in a classroom at Bergen. We we pack them in tight. So I even if I half the class is what, 17, how do I socially distance 17 kids around in a classroom? Can't do it. No. Plus, teaching. I put them all in the parking lot. I was going to say, teaching from the parking lot, teaching from the gym, or teaching from the cafeteria. And I don't even know if that's allowed. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I think about that. It keeps me up at night because we got two and a half months to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And all it all it takes is one kid to get sick, you know, and one kid to say, hey, I came to school and I got sick because you made me come to school. And all of a sudden... It's a whole world of problems, even if they even if they don't have to prove it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, well, hey, you know, I don't you don't know that I didn't get it at school and you can't prove that I didn't. And now it's all of a sudden we've got a, you know, from our standpoint, it should be a big liability problem. So I, I'm I'm with you, AJ. I don't know. Yeah. Twenty twenty one is going to twenty twenty one is going to be a strange, strange egg to crack, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This the new norm part preview for uh an upcoming episode of our podcast. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have answers at that point. But, but see, here's the thing. We're, we're not going to have answers. Okay. Again, we got 580 to 600 school districts in the state of New Jersey. You're going to get that many different ways of doing whatever the return looks like. So who knows? We'll, we'll debate that another day. <laughs> Al, what was, uh, did we talk about your biggest win of the year? No, we didn't. Um, and I was thinking about that. This is my first year. Like, I finally got the seat at the adult table at Thanksgiving, you know, because I finally in, I'm in the director's <laughs> role. Like, I've been at Bergen for 16 years, but I've always been I've always been under someone technolo- in, in a technology role. So it's been my every win has been for me is like, OK, we have we used to have barriers upon barriers or something. No, we need something done. How do we make it happen? Or no, we can't do it because it's too expensive or what do we need to do? You know, like, that's it. I, I don't, I, I have no patience for all the, the middle. So, you know, from technical standpoint, we did stuff that, you know, no one's going to see that while we took our MDM and put it in the cloud, you know, and we put it in the cloud like three weeks before we went in pandemic mode. So, you know, like we're, we can do all the summer process that we would normally collect laptops and whatnot. We're not doing that. So, you know, 
to me, every time, every time we could do something and knock out all that middle process, that's a, like, that's been a, to me, it's like big win after big win after big win. You know, why are we doing this? Why do we have, you know, all, why are we, why do we collect every kid's laptop at the end of the year, even though they own them and we hold them and we image and the, this is dumb. You know, if we come up, we can't come up with a good reason. We're not doing it. And we're just, you know, we're just getting, we just, that's how we roll. You know, we need I'd like oh, to see a lot of education take on what you just said, which is if we don't have a good reason, we're not doing it. No, we used to. I've been at Bergen 16 years and every summer we would collect laptops, iPads, whatever, and reimage them, you know, and service. You know, once we started using Apple, we got rid. we didn't even do service. It was just, you know, uh, like if a kid had a broken iPad, we do the replacement process and all that. But it was almost two months worth of work. Oh, my, my screen wasn't scratched when I gave it to you. Now it's scratched. Blah, blah, blah. Why? You know, why can't they update their OS? Why can't we do this? On, you know, and that's, and we just, tomorrow I'm going to start with, I have a couple of kids that work for me. We're going to do virtual Zoom help desk. So they're going to be on for four hours a day. If you got a problem, you're going on Zoom and you can talk to one of these kids who will walk you through whatever your problem is. Like, that's it. Why, why do I need to have you in the building? Why do I need to, you know, I'm making all this work to say we do it. That's it. Now, now my important question here, Al, is mm-hmm. so you're going to have kids work in this help desk. At mm-hmm. what point is it acceptable for them to then reach out to you to solve the problem? Well, and what do we have to escalate it to? Like what code? Yeah. Well, when it gets to a point, generally it's, I, I get, and they're pretty good because I have kids that are college kids that are graduates and some that are actually current students. You know, they'll get an email and they'll look and go, yeah, you got to answer this because either it's somebody who's got an attitude or it's somebody who's it's something like legitimately they it's like, I don't I don't get this. Generally, they'll they'll try. And what happens is when they send it to me and I'm and I'm like, no, you could try harder, you know, because it's I'm still in teacher mode. Like, you know what? You're not going to get anywhere if, if I solve the problem for you. So you're going to Google it and figure it out yourself. You know, and there might be times I don't know what the answer is. You know, or I'll tell them, hey, listen, I don't know either. Uh, you know, I'm going to do the same thing you would. I'm going to Google it. So get on and figure it out. So um, generally I, I, I leave them uh, if it's really bad, like if they're really like, I, I, okay, I tried this, this, and this, and I have no idea, but generally it's not stuff that's really um, it's really difficult. It's just either time consuming or it's, you know, we have the parents that are wise in my child's laptop or whatever, like relax. It's just, it whatever it is, it takes time. So, and that's how we do it. We don't, you know, you don't have, you're not, you know, if you want an answer from me, I might get back to you next Tuesday, you know, but if you want an answer right away, I've got kids that are ready, willing and able to answer questions right away. And most of the parents are pretty good about that. And there are some that are like, I need to speak to Mr. Spiegel. Well, OK, you know, well, that's that's like it's like when you go to church, you have to receive communion from the priest. I'm like, as long as I get communion, it doesn't matter who I get it from, you know, Amen. Like, there you go. Nice. But it's <laughs> it's. I also make sure that I've got kids that are just, you know, they might not know anything about technology when they start, but they are eager and they want to work and they want to learn. And that's what I want. I don't, you know, I, uh, the, the geek stuff helps, but I've, I've hired so many kids that are like, it's like, I don't know what imaging means. I don't know what this means, but teach me how to do it and I'll do it, you know, or I need to do the same thing 800 times and I'll do it. So, so yeah, it's, you never know, but it's, I'm lucky that I have that. I have that ability and that budgetary ability to have, kids that work you know for us and they also they're they're very respected by the teachers too like the teachers will go say right work, to for kids. <laughs> work for me work for me or i you know i'm i'm an only child so you know like there's they do work for me 
they all work for me. It's my staff and my kids and blah, blah. But I have to say things, you know, like us and we and collaborate, you know, that's what they tell me. I got to get paid for that. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I <laughs> at the end of the day, I always I tell them, no, you work for me. You know, you, even though I like to say, like, I have a, a, a graduate who's what 20 something. He, he works. He, he works for me, you know, but like I, I generally let the kids work for him. And then but I'm like, at the end of the day, you'll work for me. So that sharing thing is tough. I haven't mastered it. Maybe I'll get there by the time I'm 50. But now, now, baby's going to have to change his name from Lil Al to Big Al. That's right. That's right. There's no, you know, Big Al, the tech boss. That's right. It's funny. You know what? Because it, it, I, I will tell you this, and I, I didn't start this at all. I don't get any kid that worked for me. I either get Spiegs, boss, or boss man. They, I never get Mr. Spiegel. Um, it's just. And and people look like, what do you mean? They just called you boss man. You're answering, yeah, because that's what they. I don't know how that started, but it just kind of seeps every year. Like the the kids that just get hired, learn from the older kids, just call them boss man. I'm like, okay, call me boss man. That's fine. Works. Boom. Boom. There it is. That's what you wanted before. You're looking for that one for like 40 minutes. (laughs) 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 Oh, you guys. We got anything else on this, or we want to do our recommendations, AJ? Look, I, I think. I think this year is kind of tough to reflect on, right? And and to be 100% honest with you, I think, you know, we can look at the beginning of the year, but as we kind of all just said, it's basically forgotten, right? The things that we did from September through even February, that that team building and all the things that you brought to the table as a teacher and as a leader, it it, it all changed when March came around. Because I I'm I'm kind of reflecting and the year kind of flew and as I said there were some things I learned, but the biggest takeaway for me has been what has happened since February Um, coming back from like president's weekend, having this news go about. And we kind of knew like if you, if you didn't think you're going to be out for a little bit of time, you weren't listening to the news. You kind of knew that something big was going to happen. You just didn't know when it was going to happen. And I think for us where we are in New Jersey as being like one of the hot spots, we saw it quick. We reacted quick. And I think because of the technology we've been prepared but it's hard to say my year as a teacher was phenomenal the relationships i built with my kids has been phenomenal because i look at it like my son my sons both of them because they both had teachers have missed their teachers completely right but they forget what it was like in the classroom they forget the things that they did on a daily basis they forget that they had like that carpet time or they had that you know, that, that lineup or the, the helper part, they, they forget that because they're young and they weren't immersed in it in the last three months. So for the teachers who have built those relationships, I feel awful that the year ends like this. Like looking at my wife, looking at Jamie, she was on a Zoom call with her kids the other day and she's just saying, you know, I'm sorry we have to end like this. And you can see the emotion, like not like she was going to cry, but like you can see that she was just unhappy with we worked so hard to get to this point and I can't even say goodbye to you. So it's hard to reflect and say, I, it was a great year. I think the good thing we can reflect on is it's been a learning experience. And I think from there, we can really figure out where we're going to go next year and build on that and do better things for our classrooms whenever that time may be. It's absolutely true. I mean, that's, you know, my kids' teachers just came to the door Friday with a little goodie bag, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like, almost emotional for them it's like this is the Mm -hmm. first time they've seen them in three months and it was you know 
you know, the, the ring doorbell said someone's at the door. So the one walked to the door, put the bag down and then stepped back. So when we opened the door, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and they're generally like, they, they're always hugging the kids and, you know, it's like, I can't, you know, it's like we can wave and, you know, but that's it. And that's, I think that's for my children has been tough. You know, my big guys, we were talking about this, he's graduating, moving on to seventh grade. It's a new building and all that. And it's like, he, you know, you're going to have something. Yes, you're moving on, but it's not like the traditional, you know, he didn't get the spirit of New York cruise and the the bus trip here. And this. it's like, yeah, you're going to get a you're going to drive up and someone's going to give you a, 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 a Ziploc bag with your certificates in it, you know, right. and right. like, you know, good luck in seventh grade. Yeah, that it's, might- very, it's weird just not to be able to close the school year. You know, yeah. it's just feels weird. My middle son graduated preschool and. They're like, come and take pictures. And I was expecting like a camera person to be there and take the picture. But no, it was us standing in front of congratulations. We took a picture of him. Unfortunately, we couldn't even take a picture as like a family because there's nobody there to take a picture for us. So the diplomas, diplomas were in a Ziploc bag on the side. We took it, took a picture and we left and we had a 10 minute window because nobody else could be there. So like when I think back to my, my older son's pre-K graduation that we had everything, we had the music, we had the songs, we had the celebration. And now mm-hmm. it's like, here's your diploma. Here's a picture. Remember this forever. See you. Have fun in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's, you know, not being able to, to close, you know, um, not being able to have that. It just like the school year for me, it was always, you know, oh, you had exams and then no more shirt and tie. It was a golf shirt. And then it was, I don't even feel like the school year in some sense ended because nothing's different, you know, like, oh, I could work from home where I could, you know, I, it just doesn't feel, it just feels the same, you know? And granted, I don't have, I didn't have class. I wasn't teaching at Bergen, but still like, I don't feel that end. Oh, it was the end of the year. It was just, we had a zoom call as the faculty. We're like, you know, bye. That was it. You know, it just felt, I don't know. I do agree that there's, there's been no, and if I'm feeling it as an adult, imagine what the kids are like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's almost like you go to school next year and you're in fourth, my twins will be in fourth grade, but it's like, they really kind of never left third grade, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So any thoughts on this, Chris, is like as the classroom leader, uh, you, you're getting a new batch of kids. So it's just like, oh, here's what new. I'm looking forward to is, is the fact that when I get those new kids, I'm I'm fully expecting based on conversations that I will have ninth graders next year. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to do the distance learning, but starting with that and building the rapport and the community and the culture without the shock factor of here today, not here tomorrow. Right. You know what, I'm, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I look forward to that. Um, oh, we have another caller. Tell me where you from. <laughs> What's up, Jill? Hey, guys. Hi, Jill. Jill from someplace nicer than where we are. <laughs> What's up? Oh, so I just, I kind of want to just kind of jump on the bandwagon a little bit late and just say, you know what? It's hard for all of us. Um, as an elementary school principal, I'm staff, and you know, like everybody around this table has been saying, real. And you know what? Yes, we've got the plans to do the 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 fourth grade moving up procession. We've got the um, you know pick up for the other grade levels. We've got our kindergarten teachers going in um, deliveries, but it's just it's not for us. As leaders and administrators, you know, we have to keep in mind, we have to also remember the fact that, you know, we we have to, you know, kind of keep that that holds the staff together, that holds the, the families together. 
and think about how we can best um, make this experience the best that it can be. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Real life. Attack of the ring light. You used to be a goalie, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) And it just kind of like, just just remember, like, you know, we're all human and it's okay to show that emotion. And like tomorrow for me is my fourth grade moving up and clap out. And so all of our kids are coming through like our horseshoe in the, in, during the day. And yes, we're doing like AJ, like you said, the drop off the pickup, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's that connection. And we have to remember that we are all doing the best that we in these, these times. I know the answer to this question already, Jill, but I'm still going to ask it. Are you proud of the work that you were able to do this year, given the circumstances? Will you be, do you reflect on this year and say, I did a good job? I do. Um, but I also know that there's areas that I could have been better, quite honestly. Um, you know, I mean, I'm dealing with elementary school kids. So I'm dealing with three-year-olds from pre-K all the way up to fourth graders, you know, and there was not only COVID, but a lot socially that is going on in our world that we were trying to navigate and trying to um, make it, you know, what we do, make it better and make it easier for our kids. And that I think is the one area that, you know, maybe I could have done a little more and maybe I could have reached out to more people. But, you know, currently, you know, do I think we did a great job? Yes. I mean, I was on a Zoom call the other day with my pre-K three-year-olds and four-year-olds. And, you know, they were just amazing. And they were so excited and so happy to be together. And I was so proud of the fact that we were able to be together. Um, But at the same time, you know, like I said, I think it was last week that I read, you know, the poem from my fourth grade student really, really struggling with the turmoil in the world. And I wish I could have done more with that. Um, And I wish I could have maybe supported my staff a little bit more. And so there's definitely lessons to be learned from this and definitely changes that I'm going to make as an administrator to better prepare my staff and better support my staff and my kids during times like this. Well, when we get to that episode in a few weeks, don't wait so long to hop on. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. Um, Before AJ and I talk about what we've been listening to, we have Al and and Jill here. Uh, What have you guys been listening to watching or, you know, how have you, what have you learned of late? Ladies first. (laughs) <laughs> no pressure um, <laughs> thanks aj <laughs> so i am i've been listening a lot lately quite honestly um there's so much but i've also been rereading um one of my favorite books is white privilege and having deep conversations with friends of mine um regarding issues around 
and concerning race. I mean, it's a big deal. It's it, it's in the headlines right now, and as it should be, um, undeniably. But also understanding that here I am, and I have to recheck myself before I can check myself. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of that, and I've also been listening to a couple different podcasts. Um, one of which um, is pull it up real quick. Um, I have been listening to a lot of the podcast regarding um, race, and it's it, it's a lot of different ones. So whether it's the happy hour, whether it's NPR, or whether it's you know um, reply all, like there's there's plenty of them that are talking about these issues right now. But I've just been trying to be open and understand that as aggressive as I've been, I'm still learning myself. And that's something that I am definitely doing. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I agree with Jill in the, in the sense of everything going on in the world. And I, I, but at the same time, I, from, a, from an educator standpoint, I find when I need to decompress, I read fiction. You know, it's either like Clive Cussler or um, W.E.B. Griffin or um, uh, I, I find I, I ironically in the last two years I've been reading a lot of like apocalyptic fiction, ironically, um, but like, I, I, ironically, <laughs> you know, like I don't need I, I don't want it doesn't sound good, though. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I don't I, I it's like I, I kind of cram like during the day. It's like you're so we're so engrossed in, in our practice and the craft and all that. It's like. Part of me just needs to like just walk away from that. Um, but the other thing that I I've been following both on YouTube and also podcasting are like commencement speeches. Um, around this time of year, there's always there's always good ones, there's always bad ones. But you know, I think a always looking to become a better speaker, trying to rip off what other people do. But there's a lot of people that are out there that are really you know there's really good ones. I just watched. Um, uh, Bill McRaven, the uh, Admiral Bill McRaven, uh, when he t- spoke at a UT at University of Texas a couple of years ago, that was really good. You know, it was a 20 minute speech, but it was it was, you know, make your bed in the morning. You know, like it, 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 it was it was interesting because it's it's almost like YouTube, um, you know, YouTube senses what I'm thinking before I even type it. And all of a sudden it shows up like you might want to watch this and you just kind of f- start watching some of these. And it's like, oh, wow, these are really good. You know, these are really good you know, uh, messages for, for, you know, yeah, they're for graduates, but Hey, uh, you know, they're, they're just as important for everybody else. I think that's been really, you know, in this commencement season, so to speak, um, they've been, uh, they're a kind of a good, um, reminder of why we do what we do and, you know, um, and, and the impact we make, because sometimes we just, you know, we forget about it or it's not our, you know, it's still not what we're looking for, but we just kind of forget, Hey, you know, we are doing something good. Um, and we're, you know, doing something that's important and it's nice to, you know, to hear that from other people outside of the academic world to say, Hey, yeah, you know, what you're doing is, is, you know, is, is good work. And, and this is what people turn out like, you know? Um, so yeah, I'd say that's been my, my genre for the past, uh, two weeks or so has been commencements new and old. So and I'm hey, glad I, there's, a, there's a podcast on here, you know, that I found that is the same thing. So, Hey, have you read Stephen King's latest novel, The Institute? No. Oh, yeah. definitely. Is it? 
Yes, yeah. it's a must read. It's a big okay. one, but it's a must read. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, because the, I mean, the, my favorite, I think, was the Langoliers. Um, <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. You know, that, that was my all time favorite, you know, um, Stephen King. But yeah, now I'll put that on my, on my list of, cause I'm looking right now. I've, I've kind of exhausted the stuff that I wanted to read. So it's like, hmm, where do I go next? But maybe that. Yeah, but be if next. you're in, in that okay. post apocalyptic, um, definitely you okay. have to read that. The Institute. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to put that on my computer so I don't forget. Oh, nice. Thanks for sharing, guys. Gal, guys, gals. I'm, I'm trying to work on that. People, y'all. People. Thank you, people. Thank you for speaking. <laughs> um, I, I love the uh, the idea of checking out commencement speeches. You're right; they they pop up on Facebook. I, I tend to gravitate towards the 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 funny ones. You know, like if Will Ferrell is giving a commencement speech, uh, I, I I got a kick out of. I think last year Michael Keaton gave one, and well, if you don't, if you can't guess how that ended, <laughs> go to YouTube and and look up Michael Keaton's. Uh, commencement speech that he gave. Uh, it ends with two words. I'll leave it there. <laughs> a good two words. Um, not, not the two words you're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> um, Al, where can people connect with you? Twitter. Al Spiegel. That works. Or just when you pass my house, just honk the horn. That works too. So, But for the electronically, you know, you want to give your, you give your address out to people? Al's address will be in the show notes at podcastpeter.com. Like, I, I literally live right next to the school. So it's like, you know, it's easy. So I'm, uh, you know, I am right next to the school. So if I left I, or I, right, like, no, that way, like the, it's right. It's right through the window that way. So for those of you listening on the podcast sign, right he pointed on, yeah, just find the open right windows. There. He's just right, right there. Go that way. You know, <laughs> that must be fun for the DC football games. Sure you love right that there. one. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been, I moved in in January. I've been waiting for, you know, there's been nothing on the field since then, except, I mean, I watched them put on the new tariff, but, and I think they're going to start milling the track tomorrow morning, which will be fun, but you know, you like go out there and help. I, I mean, I could, but you know, I'll leave it to the All professionals, right. you know, Although the milling I, I, machines in the parking lot, I've been so tempted to try and take that first spin. Right, yeah. I'm sure that, that was, I'm going to get evicted if that happens. So, <laughs> Come well, on, I boss man. I'll just go out there and, uh, you know, I wire when I'm being working for me. Yeah, it that's right. Because um, you know? we all know that I would be out there already on that milling machine checking it out. <laughs> you know, yes. like, it doesn't look like it's that complicated. It's, you know. It's like, I mean, can I call it a snuffleupagus? Because I'm sure that might be insensitive to say, you know, but like, it's what it looks like. It's just a like a, you know, like a bulldozer with a big thing on it. Like, I could probably get maybe 20 feet before I get arrested, you know, you serve the people. Why not? There you go. And uh, Al, now that I know where, now that I know where you live, I hope we get to some sense of normal by mischief night. Hey, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I, um, oh, I won't, you know, my, my son has one of those Fortnite uh, Nerf guns. And it shoots about ten pellets in five seconds, like the the you know Nerf gun bullets. So I'll be prepared, be prepared for him. Oh, it's cabbage night. Down where you live, it's mischief night, but it's cabbage night up in the north, right, AJ? Chris, I'm right there with you. No comment. <laughs> nice it's cabbage night. It's always been cabbage night. Cabbage night. That's a new one. Which um, I've never heard of that before. Really? I am not willing to explore really? that right now. Right. Let me guess. You have cabbage night, and then you go out like on cabbage night to have Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. You oh, don't you even don't even start. Don't even start. No, no, no. Don't don't even start. Crap. no, 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 no. That that's another podcast. But up here another in the podcast, north, we call October thirtieth cabbage night. It's always been cabbage night since I was a young lad. It's always been cabbage night. Jill's looking cabbage at me like, night. You know what? I'm the host. I get to do stuff like this. Jill, where can people find you and connect with you? 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> they can connect with me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> they can connect with me on Twitter at Mrs. D, <laughs> MRSD, 122 at twitter.com. Nice. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to see you tomorrow? Yes, you are. I'm doing a drive-by at the Nessie house. <laughs> nice. Nice. I told I told Kate, and she's like, cool. So I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. All right. Thank you both for popping on for a few minutes. AJ and I are going to finish up the show. Great. Always a pleasure. Thank you for putting up with it. And we will talk about Cabbage Night next time. There you go. Oh, can we also talk about the reason why we feel the need to, like, wave goodbye or, like, give a thumbs up and everything on video chat now? Because <laughs> it's important. Got to got to put the wave in there. Physically distant, <laughs> socially connected. Oh. <Aww. laughs> Wow. I got a Hallmark card. (laughs) I can't take credit for that, but I'm not going to give credit out. (laughs) I would. I'm not going to cite my source. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, boss man. All right. Uh, right. So before AJ and I get to our recommendations, and we've got two really good ones, I'm super, super excited to quote the great Casey Bell. I'm super excited, y'all, to give my recommendation. But first, did you know you can support Podcast PD by becoming an executive producer. You can support this podcast on a monthly or a yearly basis, and you can support Podcast PD by donating either $5 a month or you can donate $50 for a year. As a thank you for your support, every executive producer will receive a Podcast PD sticker, and yearly supporters will receive a Podcast PD mug and one of our brand new Podcast PD t-shirts. If you want to support the podcast, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer for more information and we want to give a shout out to our current executive producer mr adam kelly again he is an administrator from north carolina thank you for your support of the podcast adam all right aj what are you listening to what are you learning so this was a hard one for me because i've been listening to so many but i had to pick one because i could have been sitting here for an hour by myself just talking about different podcasts um with one uh, the 5 a.m. Miracle, which is a podcast we have recommended time and time and time and time again with Jeff Sanders. And this episode I'm going to recommend, there's no numbers to it, but it's Charisma and Confidence. And it's uh, featuring AJ Harbinger from The Art of Charm. And basically this gentleman, AJ, uh, full name, he has this little company here where he coaches people called The Art of Charm. And this episode talks about what it takes to have charisma, confidence, charm to win over people. And, you know, I'm kind of like an introvert, not kind of, I am an introvert. I have some extroverted, I guess, skills and talents and abilities, but listening to this episode kind of helped me figure out like where I stand. And he had some tips in there that were really helpful to help me kind of put myself in a situation where when you're talking to people, you're not like, you're not shy. You're not backing down. Like for example, having your arms crossed, uh, or when you're talking to somebody face to face, that always seems awkward because when you're talking to your friends, you never realize this, but you don't talk to your friends face to face. Usually like sitting side to side or you're sitting, you know, kind of angled to them that you're never like looking at them face to face. Thank you, Chris. You're bugging me out right now. Um, you're never really looking face to face when you're talking to a friend. So when you talk to somebody else who might be a colleague or somebody you're giving feedback to, it's kind of intimidating because you're staring at them just right in their eyes, right? So he gives a couple of tips as to how you can angle your body so you feel more confident and more comfortable 
um, having your arms down, responding in certain ways to show that you're more listening and not thinking about how to respond. So if you're kind of like me and you're looking for these different ideas, give it a listen. It's good. It really is. Nice. Love the 5 a.m. Miracle. Love me some Jeff Sanders. It is a good podcast. Really, he's got he's got some good stuff there. And I know that's a gentleman that we have reached out to. So it'd be great to get Jeff get and get him in here. All right, Jeff, come on the podcast. Because he's listening right now. So I'm sure. I'm sure. Right, right now. He's, he's one of the people out there right yeah, now. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So again, my recommendation, so excited because I never thought that this day would come because this is a voice that you've all seen on YouTube. Maybe you've read his books, but now he finally has a podcast. So I am excited to recommend a bit of optimism hosted by the Simon Sinek. That's right. Simon has a podcast and it's called a bit of optimism, much to the dismay of one AJ Bianco. AJ, why? You would think a guy like Simon Sinek would have a podcast called Simon Says. So the synopsis for this podcast, (laughs) no, I agree. I would have loved to have it been called Simon Says, because I make that joke all the time when I show his clips in Rutgers classes. I'm like, pay attention because you all need to do what Simon says. And then they go, what are you talking about, old man? Anyway, so here is the description. It's got three episodes. Well, a teaser and two episodes, kind of like another podcast we're going to talk about shortly. Uh, (laughs) Um, so here it goes during these times, we all have, we are all during these times, we are all having to find new ways to connect. Join me every week from my kitchen table. As I talk with people that inspire me about love, life, leadership, and silver linings. The hope is that we leave with some, we all leave with something. I think we need these days, a bit of optimism. So the teaser is out there. Um, the first episode, Simon sits down, talks with a, a husband and wife duo who both own different restaurants or the same restaurant in New York city. That's his favorite restaurant. And his second episode, he sits down with former New York jet Curtis Martin, and they do not talk about football. What'd you say, Jay? And hall of famer. Can you got to say that? I, it's not really the first thing that comes out when I think about jets players, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Former New York Jet and Pro Football Hall of Famer, Curtis Martin. Thank you. And they talk nothing about football. As I described it to AJ, Simon's talk, Simon talks to Curtis Martin because Simon basically worships Curtis Martin as a man. So go check out A Bit of Optimism. Uh, link will be in the show notes because Simon did not purchase something cool like a bit of optimism.com. So go to podcastpd.com slash 77 and there will be a link there or you could probably search it in your podcast catcher of choice because he's freaking simon sinek and i'm sure his podcast will be easily searchable so there you go stacy subscribe it's only three episodes so far can we hear that number yeah stacy should be joining us again after uh father's day stacy should be back with us for episode 78 so let's make jill feel uncomfortable and we're gonna say goodbye we're gonna wave and all those things <laughs> well al say goodbye Goodbye, little Al. <laughs> Jill, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. AJ, say goodbye. Goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, you Podcast PD.
Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at PodcastPD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at IRunTech, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to PodcastPD.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.